God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Looking good. Rocking that Batman shirt. Rocking that Batman shirt, son. That was my claim to fame when I first got to Austin. I went and bought a Batman shirt on the drag. If you're from Austin, you know what that means. It's the street that runs right in front of the campus. And they had a t-shirt store in there. You could go in there. And there was 500 t-shirt designs on the wall. It was just all all it was. It's like that. What's that store in the mall? Hot Topic. Hot Topic. It's like It was like a Hot Topic, but all they sold was that. It was like the back of the Hot Topic, but without any of the stuff in the front of the Hot Topic. Right. So your Slipknot Velcro wallets, your good Charlotte call, yeah. stu- studded collar. Your Harlequin gear. Right. None of that. Your steampunk just suspenders. Yeah. Your incense holder <laughs> skull thing, rings, whatever. I actually yeah, have all that. Just, just t-shirts. And I went in there and they had a Batman t-shirt. And this is before the Michael Keaton Batman movie. So like Batman was not a thing. Right. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And so I bought that shirt. And you know me. If I have, what am I wearing? What I got on. What am I wearing tomorrow? What I got on today. What am I wearing next week? What I'm wearing today. What am I wearing a year from now? What I got on today. Yeah. That's the way I've always been. There's another guy who did that too. Guess what his name was? Albert. Not fat Albert. Albert Einstein. I got to imagine Jesus also didn't have too many oh. wardrobe changes. He probably wore Dude, the same thing every day. You looked in Jesus's closet and it was just 35 versions of that white robe. Right. Because he didn't want to fuck around with trying to figure out what the what to wear. Well, let's face it. Occasionally after he'd pee pee behind a rock or something. A little bit of that PP would get on the robe. Now you multiply that by I don't know three to five times a day for a couple of weeks. He's up there on, you know, doing the sermon on the mount. Yeah, you don't want peep those PP stains show up quick on those linens. Maybe he had a little bit of bad fish one day and got a little sick on the back end. Maybe was relieving himself, and maybe maybe it was a little more than he bargained for. Maybe he got a little bit of color on that robe. Even the son uh, yeah. of son of God needs options. Yep. So you were rocking the Batman shirt from the drag in Austin, pre-Tim Burton's Batman. Right. So now I'm walking around wearing this Batman shirt. Now, back in those days, I would allow a little bit of that alcoholic beverage to slide out of the canister and into my open mouth. Mm -hmm. And I would find out places where they had said open alcoholic beverage containers called kegs and i would go there and get that spout and you know like a i wasn't a maniac i would first i put it in a tube you know sort of like you know when they transport oil across the country in a pipeline i would use a plastic cup pipeline method going from the tube to the mouth and Nobody knew who I was, and I would just show up at these parties because I would find out about them, and I wasn't invited. I would just show up, 
and then I'd be at the keg and they'd be like, what's up, Batman? And I'd be like, just drinking some of this free beer. And then I wrote a song called I Am Batman, but you can call me Bob because of that. How would you find these parties? Just network. Like during the day, you just, I, I had a few people that I knew who knew where all the parties were and I would ask them and they would tell me. And I would tell them what I'd learned. <laughs> and then between the three or four of us, we would know where all the parties were. Which I believe is exactly how the atom bomb was made. Just series of networks. Um, you'd do a little bit of research during the day. You'd come home and you'd share with your fellow peers maybe what you would learn that day. And then with your combined knowledge, you could change the world or go to an uninvited party. Yep. That's exactly how the atom bomb was built. What's funny is I had a brief period in high school with my my best friend at the time. His name is Aaron. We're still friends to this day. And we weren't really bad kids. We weren't looking for too much trouble. But we had a couple of months there. We're on the Friday. He had a car. I didn't have a car. Most of my friends had licenses and cars way before me. It took me a long time. Where we were driving around his neighborhood looking for what looked like a party, which meant more than five cars in the driveway. Right. And then we would just go. It was just like a little game. We weren't doing any, we weren't on any substances. We were just in getting off on the idea of just going into a party and seeing how long it would take everyone to realize that no one knew who we were, which sometimes never happened. Um, and then sometimes happened pretty quick because we would find whatever was going on there, similar to you, if there was any booze or whatever, we'd have a beer or whatever. And I distinctly remember a couple of times at this one party, more than one person saying, who are you? Who who are you with? And we're like, oh, you know, we're with Brad. We would just make up like, oh, we're with Ashley. Just make up a really common sounding name. And I remember we were doing twi- playing the game Twister with strangers, just walked into this party. And I was doing a Twister thing and there was a guy like doing a pretzel thing near me. And he's like, no one here knows who you guys are. <laughs> he chose that moment to say it. And uh, we would always find a, the point to pull the cord and get out of there unscathed. Very strange thing to do. Dude, when I lived on West Campus, you just walk around, and if you saw a party, you would just go in. Yeah, that that's, makes the more we, sense. that's the way That's the way we played that game. But you're in a college town, you're college age. We were just high school kids driving around a neighborhood called Cross Creek in a sort of horrible suburb of Birmingham, Alabama called Pelham, Alabama. And it weren't no college, and it weren't no party city and there were no cell phones right we had pagers maybe we were just driving around loose loose in the world dude i kind of miss it dude i didn't have a cell phone until in the two i mean it was the 2000s when i had a cell phone back in those days you would just tell somebody where you were going to meet them and then if they didn't meet you there You'd never see that person again. How long would you give it? Yeah, because I'm remembering that too. Like, well, here's what happened back then. You mostly just met the people where you said you'd meet them, unless something really crazy happened, which crazy things didn't happen that much. No, you 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 knew stakes were high, so you'd meet them. The stakes nowadays. Were high. Nowadays, you call somebody up on the cell phone. You're like, hey, what time are we meeting? Oh, twelve. Okay, twelve forty, twelve fifty will roll by. You call them. Hey, where are you? I'm on my way. That didn't happen back in the day, dude. No. It, You're, you were there on time. How long would you wait at the mall for your buddy before you were like, I guess he didn't make it? Would you give it 15? 15 feels like a lot of that time. 
I mean, they it just didn't happen. It did not. They happen. were either dead or they were there. I don't remember it. Happening. And they didn't die. No. I mean, I don't know a lot of people that died, so they would just be there. <laughs> they told you they'd be there and they were there. It's a different time. I've talked about it before, too. Here's a couple of other little hallmarks of that time. Number one, I had up to 30 numbers memorized, 30 telephone oh, numbers. At least. Now I hardly know my wife's, and that's it. I know no one else's number. I know my ex-wife's number. I don't know my wife's number. Because <laughs> I met my ex-wife 22 years ago when I didn't have a cell phone. Right. And so that's how it, you know, that's how I, it was at a time when, when I knew people's numbers. And I met my new mo- my newest wife. Your new mom? The mom point five. <laughs> no, mom point two. At a time when you just don't, Dude, I have limited space in this brain. It's a limited I mean, space thing. Stinking it up with no numbers. Because the, <laughs> the second thing that used to happen when, when we were in those days is someone would tell you how to get somewhere and it would be complicated. It'd be something like this. Or you'd have to write it down on your hand or something. Or you'd write it down on like a, a phone book page and that you could hardly read. And guess what happened after you wrote it down? You never even needed to look at it again. Because writing it down, first of all, you could remember shit because you had to. You had to remember to. it to survive. You're like, hey, I want to. Hey, let's say you found a great party through your network. You're like, hey, uh, Brad, how do you get there? He's like, uh, you go to the second shell station on whatever six. You're like, you know six, yeah. All right, the second shell station. You take a right. You go down like three blocks. I think there's two stop signs. You make a left at that. You'll go. I don't know, maybe a quarter mile. I'm really bad at measuring distance, so who knows how long it is. But you'll see a big tree with the sign that says, "Get your peaches here." And then you'll make a right there. And then you'll go down a little bit. And it's a brown house, like seventh or eighth house down on the right. And you would hear all that. And instead, of, like if someone told me that now, I'd be like, I'm never getting there. This is insane. You may as well have given me a map to hell because I don't know how to get to this dimension you just sent me to. Right. Back then, someone would say something like that. It really would be like that. Dude, Dude, here's what I had in my car. And then you would just drive there. Dude, you would tell me the address. What's the address? Oh, 1212 West Pecos. See you there. And then I would go into my car. And there, usually next to me in the in the door, there was some little like thing that would like a little holder, a little pouch, and I would reach in that pouch, and in that pouch would be a well fucking used map of Austin, Texas, and then on the back of the map, it's all the streets, and so you'd look up West Pecos, and it would tell, and then it would tell you. G5 on the map. Then you'd have to locate G and 5 on the map. And there would be the street. And then you have to figure out, oh shit, where's... Then you find the street and then you got to find 1212. <laughs> Dude, I don't think guess I when the that. last time I looked at a map was? 2021. <laughs> BC... So it wasn't 2021. I don't even know what a map looks like now. It's been so long, I wouldn't even know. If you lined up a menu, a map, and a dirty diaper and said, which one of those is a map? I'd be like, who knows? (laughs) (laughs) That's how long it's been, dude. No one knows. I always like that. It's one thing to say, I don't know. Another thing to say, nobody knows. Because no one does. I've been trying to explain. Can't be known. I've been trying to explain 
the concept of free will is an illusion to my buddy Ethan. And uh, it's like, dude, you are not the author of your own thoughts. If you're not the author right. of your thoughts, where's the free will at, baby? Your thoughts occur to you, and you're not free to think of the things that didn't even occur to you. I got one word for you, Nietzsche. Einmal is keinmal. You can't do things twice. You can't do it one way and the other way and then compare. You can only do things one way. Now, you might think you can do them two ways. You can go, well, I can go left or I can get with this or I can get with that, like because you've been listening <laughs> to Black Sheep all day. But guess what? You can't. You can only get with this. And it doesn't even matter if this is where it's at or not. <laughs> you can only do this. Now, you think you can do the other. You can't. Because as soon as you do the other, guess what you did? As soon as you do the other, you did this. <laughs> Instead of that. You never do the that. You don't. So you really don't. You only you do can't. the this. You can't. You can't do the that. So yeah, there's no such thing as free will. Now, here's you know who always likes to use that there's no such thing as free will? Who? Cheaters. <laughs> Criminals. <laughs> like they're like, hey, I couldn't help it. Well, you're still going to jail. Yeah, you're still I'm still getting a divorce. Yeah. But they like to bring it up in their defense. And then and then to their credit, we all we all go, yeah, that's quite the pickle. However, yeah, you uh, got dealt a shitty card. It's really, like war. You really did just get dealt like a bad brain. Like if you're if you're a psycho and it, and it only occurs to you to kill people. It doesn't occur to me to kill people. Yeah. But if you are like one of these people, I really do believe that it is a case of bad luck. Now, just because you had bad luck, does it mean we're going to just let you roam free and kill everybody? No. Hell, you're, hell no. You're excommunicated from society because we live, we built rules in our society um, that favor cooperation and you can't do it. And it's not even really your fault, but you are going bye-bye. Yeah, you got to go bye-bye. It's hard. That's a tough problem. It is. But hey, it's the way it goes. Are you familiar with an Austin artist named Suzanne Santo? Uh, that would be uh, negative. No, no. I saw her at this festival. I hardly ever watch other bands at festivals, but I, had, I caught her set and it was really good. And she's an Austin artist. I didn't know if you. I've never even heard of her. Knew of her. She's like 46. Um, Wait, was it Susan Santo or Susan Santos? <laughs> Susan Santo. Never heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> if it was Susan Santos, oh, I know her well. <clears throat> right. Oh, Suzanne Santonius. Yes, of course. <laughs> no, Susan Santos. Yes. Susan Santo, no. Here's another thing that happened that I'm curious to get your opinion on. There's another artist named Sierra Farrell who I like a lot. She's It's real traditional sounding country music. And I'm not even really attracted to her, but she's got a cool thing about her. And I'm watching this uh, Instagram of her, and she's like doing something, you know, adjusting her hat or something. Uh huh. Full, Zip. full on armpit hair, and I'm like, no, I can't do that, dude. Even where I grew up in Germany, they shave their armpit hair. I I can't do it. Now, I don't care, but it's rare. That's a str- that's a strong statement, even in Europe. I definitely think that it's cool and do whatever you want. I'm just talking about my 
personal proclivities about attraction, and uh, I can't rock that. Yeah, it's it's a strong statement. What's the statement? You're not going to tell me what to do, motherfucker. I get it. <laughs> I get it. That's what that's what she's saying. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, great. I'm I'm not. Guess what else I'm not going to do? Tell you anything because I'm bye bye. <laughs> Of the it's too it's too it's too it's it's a it's a, a lot of flavor well because what, when you see that it, it's definitely a symbol that says fuck you i won't do what you tell me little rage against the machine action but here's what you think too you're like well what else is behind like if that's the if that's the the banner on the flag coming in what else we got going on well the other thing too is that all of this yes or no bullshit that we're talking about right now goes out the window if she looks like monica bellucci when she was 23 she looks like monica bellucci when she was 23 it's like let me lick that hair bitch (laughs) i don't even know if i could rock that let me drink let me drink the sweat out of your pit nibs yikes Let me drink You're such a romantic. the drops. <laughs> Let me drink the sweaty drops from your picklish pits, you stinky bitch. If she looks like Monica Bellucci in the 90s. Well, we all knew you were a poet over there. Well, that's what I do for a living. Speaking of poetry, we got a couple emails here. We love to hear from you all out there. In IOK land, you can write in Bob and Clint at gmail.com. And guess what? Just like right now, we'll read it on the show. Joanne Capecchi says, Greetings, daddies. I know y'all are both busy doing tour dates, recording music. I hope you, she says, I hope you, Clint, get a chance to watch the sound of music. I promise it will not disappoint. It can be a special movie for you and your families. It always brings back happy memories of my childhood. Both my adult daughters also enjoyed as children. And now, look for it. Let's see. So she's saying, I need to check out that movie, which you're a big fan of. I need to make time for it. Movies are interesting because it doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound good. It sounds laborious and sounds like homework. But I bet you when I watch it, it'll be real nice. I mean, as a collection of songs, hard to beat it. It's in the top five for sure. Like Wizard of Oz, Sound of Music. I don't know. It's in the top five. For sure. You know what I got around to watching finally last night, and I enjoyed it, was The Northman. Uh, I watched it. It was okay. It's a strange movie. It really was kind of a strange movie. It's a strange movie. It's real psychedelic. I'd put it, um, the, that guy's three movies are The Lighthouse, The Witch, and The Northman. I would put it above The Lighthouse, but still not as good as The Witch. I haven't seen The Witch. I have seen The Lighthouse. Dude, you got to see The Witch, man. That's his first movie. Is it scary? Yeah. I don't want to watch a scary movie. It's not scary like... uh, It's a very interesting, cool movie. It's not like Hereditary. Hereditary is one of the scariest movies I've seen in a long time. And it's not that scary. But I'll tell you what I'm going to watch tonight, if I have time, is the new David Cronenberg movie, Crimes of the Future. I watched that. And? It's dumb. Well, that just pretty much guarantees I'm going to like it. So <laughs> you might like it, but it was I was laughing a lot at scenes where you're not supposed to laugh. Matthew West writes in and says, "I hate to bring this up, but damn, how good did Sandra Bullock look in the new Lost Treasure movie? Looking forward to a Colorado show soon. 
from Matty Ice. Uh, I didn't see that movie. I haven't seen it. But she, I saw her in something else that she looked good in. I can't. I think it was a preview for something. She's kind of looked the same for a long time, which is hard to pull off. Yeah. yeah. Some of the dudes the other day were watching Speed in a hotel room. And they were saying it holds up pretty good. It is weird. When you know someone and then you see them in a movie, it's kind of hard to disconnect from that. Like my ex-wife's husband, Tate Donovan, is an actor. And every time I see him in a movie, like we just watched Space Camp, which was one of his first movies. He was definitely probably the first major motion picture that he was the star of. And it's just, he's he's a good actor. Yeah, uh, but it's just hard to disconnect the person from the actor when you know them. Well, what's crazy about Tate for me in my life is that the first movie I remember seeing him in when I was a kid was Love Potion Number no. Nine with Sandra Bullock, which is a really good movie. Actually, it's real funny. I haven't seen it probably in thirty years. I haven't seen it since I, I was a kid. I probably saw it twenty years ago, and it was it was it definitely was one of my favorite movies of hers. We just rewatched The OC, and he has a Tate. Is, is a reoccurring character in that show. He's real good in it. I had never seen the OC. And then I started watching. And I was like, this movie, this series is great. And I watched like three or four of them. And I was like, I'll watch this whole thing. And then I never watched another one. Well, it's like most shows. Seasons one and two. Great. Seasons three and four. The last two. Really, really not great. How about that guy wearing that super ass tight necklace? I'm like, just relax. Just relax with why does that necklace have to be that tight? Like the whole, it was fucking with my enjoyment of the series. I can tell you why it had to be that tight. Cause he was hot and it was that time period. Cause it was 2005, period. Oh, that's why it was 2000. I'd see, I didn't know it was 2005. Yeah. If you, dude, they should just put like what they should do when they obviously when they first broadcast it, you knew it was 2005. Unless you're like, uh, you know, like Frozen Caveman. Mm-hmm. But what they should do now is when they show that on Netflix or whatever, you know, streaming service is showing the OC, they should just have 2005 in the corner. Like, <laughs> hey, it's 2005. Right. Judge and accordingly. Then, right. And then you'd be like, oh. Otherwise, dude, my OCD was just like, dude, just slightly just even a little bit like a it's like a health hazard so tight i had 0.0% anxiety about his necklace choices mm, that's all i could think about the new phase of marvel movies are apparently not doing so great critically or at the box office now thor had a huge opening weekend really bad second weekend the Doctor Strange movie underperformed. That Doctor Strange movie was not good. Eternals, by all accounts, is a complete turd. I watched like 20 minutes of the Eternals. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I've heard it's literally one of the worst movies ever made. So Now, my cousin, who's a, do- who's a doctor who's gay, married a, a man 20 years ago. They're still together. <laughs> what a not resume. That, that matters. Thanks for giving us the... <laughs> not that that matters. The, the liberal all credential he resume. Is, all he... All he does is do he does drugs and smokes dope. Loved the intern loved internals. Yeah, if you're high, you can love anything. If you're on drugs, that 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 never passed the muster for me. Like, dude, what you gotta do is toke a J 
eat some mescaline, drink a fifth of Jack Daniels, and then listen to Dark Side of the Men. It's got to hold up upon a sober assessment. Yeah. Yeah, don't tell me it was good if you were high as fuck. Because it doesn't matter. Anything you say after that doesn't matter. A guy that you and I both know, who I will not say his name, was giving me the rundown on psychedelics. Like, dude, it's going to change. You have to do it. It's going to change your life. The other day, I hugged a tree for like an hour because these drugs helped me realize that I'm no different than the tree. And I'm like, but you are different than the tree. And the next time you hug a tree for an hour, when you're not on that, let me know. Dude, have you seen How to Change Your Mind on Netflix? No. It's pretty good. It's uh I know it's all about like microdosing and stuff. I've seen it on there. Well, it's that guy. He's that author Omnivore's Dilemma guy. Oh, I read that. It's that guy. Oh. That's the author. Yeah. So it's him and then he He's great and he's had some other specials and stuff. So he, his last book was just about like psychedelics and him trying them for the first time cuz he'd never tried them before and he's like in his 60s. Anyways, it was really interesting and how psychedelics were this sort of wonder drug in the 50s and 60s in terms of like depression, anxiety, all these like it was this wonderful like drug that you would take once and then like for addiction, for depression, and then you'd be kind of like cured. And then it was outlawed, became a schedule one drug. And then only now in the last few years, it's they're starting to use it again. And Well, that's Bill Hicks' whole thing. Bill Hicks had a whole bit about, you know, the drugs that are legal are the ones that are actually really bad for you. The drugs that kind of help you realize that all of the boundaries between you and your fellow man are an illusion. They outlawed those, you know. Did you did you ever try psychedelics when I did. you were younger? When I was a kid, I did. Mushrooms or acid? Both. So you've had that. I've, I I do feel like with either of those drugs, if you just do it once, you're fine. You don't need to do it more than once or twice. Well, here's why you can do that. Well, I mean, I'm speaking just for me. But like when I was 15, 16, when those were happening... Now, I had problems. You know, there were home problems. There were girl problems. There were problems. I, I was me. I'm the same guy, kind of. I was a version of me then. Same brain. But mostly my life was really carefree, and I was really happy. And I had a great group of friends. I was already making music. I, I just had high school and a girlfriend and friends. And I didn't have much to be afraid of. So those experiences at that time were just filled with uninhibited joy and exploration and the world wasn't as scary as I know it is now. Now for me to go on some kind of ride like that would be pure nightmare because I just know too much and I'm too scared of everything. And now I know what the the advocate's going to be like, dude, that's why you need to do it. No, right. no, it's not. I don't. And <clears throat> I'm not interested in hugging a tree for an hour. I don't think I am like the tree. I think me and the tree are in a symbiotic symbiotic relationship. I don't need drugs to know that. And I don't have the time to hug a tree for an hour. I don't have time to be that la-la landy. No offense to anyone that likes to, you know, do some drugs and be one with nature. I have many camping friends that enjoy that. I'm not knocking it, but it's not for me. Dude, I'm with you. Like, the idea of doing it now is very unappealing. But, like, watching that series you see these people who have real 
serious problems like cluster headaches or OCD or PTSD. And one session like gets rid of that where, I mean, where their, their lives are really impacted by these terrible sort of conditions that they have. And then they take those drugs and it alleviates a lot of it, like in just one or two sessions. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I like my life. I like, my i like where i'm at i know there's probably some doors in my brain that i've boarded up with and spray painted do not enter on here that (laughs) i don't need to go in those doors you know what i mean i don't need to do some psychedelic excursion through my mind i i've i like the the area that i've carved out for myself in my life in my brain there's a um i doubt you'll like it but that reminded me of a there's a later period Right, Adam song called Do Not Disturb. And I love the courses. The hotel bar is closed. The sign on the door in my mind says Do Not Disturb. Like, it's that idea about. Well, you and I talk about the car crash, and we got to wrap this up here, coming to a blistering, another blistering conclusion, but the car ca- crash of trauma in your mind. Now, you can clear the wreckage, you can clear the broken glass, but there's always going to be a chalk. It's always a scene of a crime. And anytime you walk through the that part of your world, your mind, you're walking through a previous crime scene. And it gets less painful the more you go. But I, the last thing I need is a, a, a mushroom stem to reactivate all that. I'm good. I'm well, there's, cool. there's, there's definitely, I mean, that EMDR is a really good way to alleviate PTSD. You know, there's other methods besides psychedelics well let's do this let's uh let's bring this to a conclusion put the abbreviation on conclusion save a little bit of time please don't ever use the shun part of conclusion <laughs> we'll again just, let's just bring this plane in for a nice conclusion and uh we're gonna head now to secret weekly if that's something you're interested in there's i think 200 bonus episodes awaiting you if you want to hop on the patreon train patreon.com backslash iok there you go there it is and we have a couple of other podcasts too you know what they are you know where they where they reside so go yeah, check them out we appreciate everyone who hangs out with us every week we're gonna kick it the secret weekly and we will see you next week on the flip-flop bye <laughs>